You have to know your God. You have to know yourself. But you also have to know your enemy. Many people want to ignore the reality of demon spirits that come to steal, kill, and destroy. It always puzzles me because scripture tells us directly, Jesus told us explicitly that the enemy comes but for to steal, to kill, and destroy. But some don't understand this reality because they, well, they choose to neglect it. They choose not to believe the words of Christ in this realm and that Jesus is somehow going to fight all their battles for them. But it doesn't work that way. And then there's even those who are familiar with the realm of spiritual warfare who don't understand that some demons are more powerful than others. Some demons are more aggressive than others. Some demons are more daring than others. We have to understand that all demons aren't created equal. There are principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness, spiritual wickedness in high places. So there are categories, hierarchies of demon powers. They're not all created equal. One size does not fit all. And there are some demons, in my experience, that are especially daring. <laughs> they are especially daring. I mean, they are filled with bravado. They don't seem to understand <laughs> that Christ is in you. So they dare to put their mouth on you. They dare to come against you. They dare to set you up for a fall. They dare to touch God's anointed. By the way, you are God's anointed. You are a Christian. Christ is the anointed one, and you are a Christian, which means you are a little anointed one. You are made in his image. And so these demon powers sometimes are especially daring. They're especially bold. They're especially brave. It's as if they're counting on you not knowing who you are. They're counting on you not understanding the weapons of your warfare. They're counting on you being ignorant of the devil's devices. That's what they're counting on. Because if you know who you are, and you know how to wield your weapons, you know how to armor up to defend yourself, if you know these things, Oh, the enemy may get a shot in here or there, and he may try to attack, but that is where the reality of Isaiah comes in. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. It'll prosper if you believe that it will. If you freak out, fall to the ground, uh, curl up in a ball, fetal position, and just suck your thumb and cry about the warfare, uh, the, and the, the, the weapon prospers in the short term. It won't prosper in the long term because you're saved, you're heaven bound, you are going to be with Jesus forever and ever. But in the meantime, it prospers in the sense that you've backed up, you've backed off, you've stopped moving forward, you gave up. That's how it prospers in the short term. Thankfully, God works all things together for the good to those who love him and are called according to his purpose. But why give the wicked one the satisfaction? Because it satisfies him when you pull back. It satisfies him. When you put down the sword, it satisfies him. It puts a smile on his face. I don't want to make the devil smile. I want to make my God smile. So I will fight the good fight of faith. I will stand and withstand in the evil day. When I've done all, I will keep standing because my God is able to make me stand. That is how I roll. And that's how we're going to roll together today. This is Jennifer LeClaire. And this is Mornings with the Holy Spirit, pressing in daily to the power and presence of God. I want to remind you today's broadcast is brought to you by the Elijah Company Intense Training for Profits. Listen, listen, everybody, 
needs to know how to hear the voice of the Lord. But if you're a prophet, if you're a highly prophetic person, you shouldn't have to continually year after year, go back to the same training mechanisms to learn how to hear the voice of God. I mean, seriously, if you're a prophet, it would imply that you know how to hear the voice of God. It would imply that you hear his voice and you speak on his behalf. So we need to go beyond that with our training. We need to go deeper. We need to, to understand how to carry the prophetic office, how to walk in it, how to be a diplomat, an ambassador, how to represent him rightly, Jesus, the prophet working through you. And I want to teach you, this is hardcore. This is not for the easily offended. Listen, if you're easily offended, you probably have a demon. And if that offends you, don't come because I want to get you free. We have a mass deliverance service built in. It's all over there. I'll talk to you more about that later, but it's coming up soon. Globalpropheticcenter.com, globalpropheticcenter, C-E-N-T-E-R, globalpropheticcenter.com, the Elijah Company Intensive. Apply today if you want to be considered. We've already got a large number registered. Shocking how fast it fills up. Amen. Come on in, guys. Let me know where you're coming in from, what city, what nation. I really, really want to know. We're going to start the official broadcast in just a couple of minutes. Good morning, Jojo. Good morning, Jessica. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Carol. Texi, God bless you. Come on in. Drop these hashtags for me. Mornings, hashtag mornings with the Holy Spirit. Hashtag Jennifer LeClaire. Just drop those hashtags. Keep talking to me throughout the broadcast. That'll help us reach more people. We get on the radar screen that way. Come on in and begin to share. Share this on your timeline. Share it via Messenger. Share it via Twitter. Share it anywhere and everywhere. Share it with somebody. Help me get the word out because I want to help somebody today to overcome. Listen, you are a child of God. How dare the enemy try to deceive you? How dare he? That needs to be our attitude. How dare you? Listen, if you know who you are, the devil won't dare to do some of the things he's done to you in the past because you'll punish those demon powers with the sword of the spirit, amen? But if you don't know, then you won't go to the higher place, to the deeper place. Come on, Julia Shaw, God bless you. Geneva Reed in New Jersey, God bless you. God is good. Hello, Sharon, an angel in Tampa, God bless you. Hello, Annette, God bless you. Come on quickly, guys. We're gonna do the do a roll in, guys. This, this becomes archived over my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Jennifer LeClaire Ministries. You're going to find it over there. All these archives. This is our ninth year of this broadcast, guys. Nine years strong. Come on. Nine years strong. I think it's quite an accomplishment. I give the glory to God. He sustained it. He made it possible. He did it. Amen. He gave me the grace. What do you need grace for? Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. We're going to read today from Victory Decrees in just a couple of minutes, literally. Maybe one minute. We're going to read from Victory Decrees, Daily Prophetic Strategies for Spiritual Warfare Victory. These are prophetic words the Holy Spirit spoke to me in the context of spiritual warfare. I want to share this with you because I think it's going to bless you. I think it's going to help you. I think it's going to strengthen you. And then we're going to begin to lift up the name of Jesus. Amen. We're going to lift it. He, he is our King, our Lord. You know what? Nothing else matters but pleasing him. You're not going to please everyone. As a matter of fact, you're not going to please most people. People just, they're selfish. They can't be pleased many times times and they don't know our Lord the way we know our Lord. And so they don't get it. And you're going to run into rude clerks. You're going to run into to unreasonable people at work. But you know what? God is good. We want to just keep representing him well. So we're going to lift up the name of Jesus. We're going to lift it up over everything. We're going to praise him. We're going to pray. We're going to see where God takes us.
Then after that, we're going to get into our prayer uh, theme today, which is about the daring demons. These demons that they're especially daring. They're especially uh, wicked. They're especially aggressive. They're especially in your face. They're especially, they're going to have to get out of your face. Amen. They're going to have to get out of your face. Amen. So do that. Share this quickly, guys. If we're going to hang out at the at the uh, latter part, we're going to hang out a little bit and talk. If everyone's respect, respectful, we start disrespecting each other. That's when the broadcast ends. Don't disrespect each other. Don't disrespect me. It's really a shame that I have to say that, but it's gotten to be the last few days where there's been a lot of disrespect. And successful people and confident people don't tolerate disrespect. Amen. So the moment you guys start haggling with each other, I'm out. Amen. Because you grieve the Holy Spirit. We won't have that. Amen. If that offends you, go ahead and bump out right now instead of sending me a nasty letter later. Only cowards send letters in the mail rebuking you with false prophetic words. Only cowards do that. Don't be that person. Amen. Let's get started. I think we're ready. I'm going to bring in TikTok, uh, Instagram. Hopefully my connections hold up today. And we're going to kick this off here. And it's going to be good. If you've shared, say I'm ready. If you've not shared, you're not ready. But you can remedy that quickly by sharing. Hello, 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 Julia Shaw. Tammy Gee, good morning. Hallelujah. Let's do this. Jesus, let's go. Good morning, everyone. Jennifer LeClaire here with you, Senior Leader of the Awakening House of Prayer Global Movement. This is Mornings with the Holy Spirit, pressing in daily to the power and presence of God. Let me just prophesy to you something good is going to happen to you today. Today's broadcast is brought to you by the Elijah Company intense prophets, intense training for prophets and highly prophetic people. This is not for the faint of heart. If you've not received any prophetic training in the past, you're not ready for this. And I don't say that in a degrading way. I just mean that it's intense. Amen. If you're not ready for it, it may offend your sensibilities because you might not understand the deeper realms of the prophetic and the price that has to be paid and how a true prophet should be walking and talking. Amen. So, but if that intrigues you, if you want to go deeper, if you want to go beyond, hey, teach me how to hear the voice of God, we need to learn how to hear the voice of God. But if you're a prophet, if you're a highly prophetic person, if you've been walking with God for decades, you shouldn't still have to go to the one, two, three ABCs of how to hear the voice of God. You should be moving in higher realms, deeper places in his heart. Go check that out. Enrollment is open. We're already, we've already uh, secured a lot of the seats and we'll be full pretty soon. This sells out very quickly. Check it out. Apply today at globalpropheticcenter.com. Global Prophetic Center. G, uh, let me just say, it says a C-E-N-T-R, C-E-N-T-E-R, C-E-N-T-E-R, globalpropheticcenter.com. Look for the Elijah Company Intensive. Guys, I'm coming to you live from South Florida. Our church, Awakening House of Prayer, is here. And I'm there on Friday nights in the prayer rooms, fourth Wednesday doing prophetic training, and every Sunday preaching, praying, prophesying, and casting out devils. Give me a year of your life and apply the word I'm teaching and watch the transformation. You've got three opportunities on Sunday to see God move in your midst. We're having a good time, man. You're going to check it out at 1047 a.m. If you're not in the region, come by and visit. We had people from the islands this week, Turks and Caicos, from the Caymans. I said, take me home with you, please. Amen. We have people from all over the world that come to Ahab each week to encounter God. But if you're in South Florida, uh, why aren't you there? 
Come on over. You've got three services. You can watch the first service online at ahop.online, A-H-O-P dot online. You can also come over there, South Florida, for the second service. It's School of the Spirit at AHOP, 1.30 p.m. I'm in a series now on deliverance from family wounds. Guys, you can sign up to watch that online at schoolofthespirit.tv slash wounds. That's where you're going to watch that. Then 4 p.m., guys, come on over. South Florida, come on over. I'm teaching on nocturnal warfare, battling the demons that battle you at night. And we're seeing a lot. (laughs) And I've been being attacked with nightmares just for teaching this to you. But you know what? It's worth it because I know how to shut it down. I wake up in the middle of the night, bam, shut it down, bam, just that quick. I'll teach you how to do that. Check that out, schoolofthespirit.tv slash nocturnal warfare school of spirit.tv slash nocturnal warfare guys it's time to get started with our prayer broadcast we're going to read today from uh, victory decrees daily prophetic strategies for spiritual warfare victory and today's devotion is titled use the adversary to your advantage oh i like this use the adversary to your advantage and here's what i heard the lord say adversity is to your ultimate advantage. Adversity will not kill you, says the Lord. Adversity will make you stronger. Adversity will make you wiser. (laughs) Won't it though? Adversity will leave you with more compassion for others who are enduring struggles and suffering in life. See adversity as an opportunity not an end all. The adversity will not last forever, says the Lord, but the lessons you learn contending with your adversary, the devil, will prepare you for greater victories in the days ahead. Come on, that's so good. If we're honest, many times we see adversity as, you know, well, I don't want that. I just want things to be easy. I just want things to be smooth. I just want things to go my way. Listen, you pray for wisdom, you get problems. You pray for strength, you get resistance. You pray for courage, you get spiritual warfare. God's answering your prayers, just not the way you thought. (laughs) I hate to tell you that. Don't stop praying for wisdom. Listen, today's scripture references are in the devotional. Pick up your copy of Victory Decrees at my website at jenniferleclair.org or wherever you find books online. Now the prayer starter and the decree. Father, you created me for adversity and I was born for war. Help me keep the right perspective when adversity and opposition threaten to derail me. Quick side note, I remember when the Lord spoke those words to me. He told me, he says, you were created for adversity and born for war. And just remembered that, Prophet Nessa, just remembered that. I was born for war. Listen, the, the decree. I decree the adversary of my soul is restrained and restricted from bringing destruction in my Life. I declare adversity makes me stronger and spurs me to fight harder. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Father, I thank you that you are greater than our adversary, the devil who roams about like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. You are the greater one. You are the most high God. You are Jehovah Gabor. You've never lost a battle and you'll never lose a battle. So we praise your victorious name. We praise you amid the adversity. We praise you in the unpleasant circumstances. 
is. We praise you in the storm. We praise you when the winds seem like they are against us. We praise you in the struggle. We praise you in the we praise you. We will yet praise you. Nobody's going to steal our praise. We're not going to let the rocks cry out on our behalf, but we're going to stand and see the salvation of the Lord. Although adversity comes in like a flood, you are the God who raises up a standard. So we're grateful that you are the standard. You are the most high God. You are the victorious, glorious warrior God. There's no God like you. You are the God who saves against our adversaries and helps us stand against our adversaries. You are the God who strengthens our arms so we can bend the bow of steel. You are the God that trains our hands for battle and our fingers for war. You are the God who gives us a backbone like steel and a forehead like flint so that we can stand against the opposition, so that we can stand against the word curses, so that we can stand against the hexes and the vexes and the incantations. Oh, Jesus, help us, Lord, to see you as you are. You are all powerful. There is no measure of adversity that can stand against your spirit. Oh, greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. The greater one, the power that raised Christ from the dead, dwelling on the inside of us. Oh, adversity, where are you now? Oh, adversity, you have fled from our presence. Oh, adversity, you've not got a thing on us. Oh, adversity, we speak to you and we say we shall not be intimidated by your threats. Hey, adversity. We speak to you. The winds of adversity. We talk back to you. The winds of conflict. We against you. We say you will not destroy us. You will not set us back. You will not blow us down. You shall not. You shall not. You shall not. For we are rooted the kingdom. We are rooted in the love of God. We are rooted. We are rooted. We are rooted in Christ and our roots go deep. You will not blow us over. Your rocks may fall. Your hail may come. The winds may blow. The storms may invade our presence, but we have built our life on the rock. Our houses will not fall. They will not crumble. They will not crack. They will not falter. Our foundation is secure. Our foundation is sure. We will weather every storm, all manner and measure of adversity that comes our way. We will laugh in the face of the enemy. Oh, Jesus, you are seated above the circle of the earth and you are laughing at the enemy because you see his end. You are laughing at the adversity because you know it's going to make us stronger. You are laughing. You are laughing. You are laughing. Oh, nothing moves you. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that although we are afflicted in every way, we are not crushed. We may be perplexed. We might not understand why so much is coming against us. We might not discern the root of the attack, but we are not driven to despair. We hope in our God who stands with us and stands for us and stands by us. Oh, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord. 
we may be persecuted, but we're not forsaken in the midst of adversity. You are with us. You made us a promise, a yes and amen promise that you would never leave us, that you would never forsake us, that you would be our rear guard, that you would serve as our breaker. I thank you, Lord, where the enemy may have struck us down in the past season, but we are not destroyed. We are overcomers. We overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And we love not our lives even to the death. Oh, help us, God. Oh, I know that I know that I know that I know that when the adversity winds blow, then when we have suffered for a little while, the God of all grace who has called us to his eternal glory in Christ will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish us. You are our God and you are on target. You are on point. You never misfire. So I thank you, Lord, that although the winds of adversity blows, that we will expect a good outcome. We will expect a restoration. We will expect a reconciliation because we know that you work all things together for the good to those who love you and are called according to your purposes. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Would you help us, Lord, to begin to count it all joy? Help us mature to the point that when we meet with various kinds of trials, that we can literally rejoice. We can literally count it all joy when the winds of adversity are blowing against us, that we can count it all joy because it's testing our faith and it's producing steadfastness and that steadfastness will have its full effect and we will be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. We won't lack wisdom. We won't lack strength. We won't lack understanding. We won't lack provision. Oh, those winds of adversity, they may blow against us. They may threaten to knock us down and knock us over. But even if we trip and fall, even if we faint in the day of adversity, you will pick us back up. You will give us new marching orders. You will heal us and make us whole. You will restore us. And Jesus, you will do it for your name's sake because your grace is sufficient for us. When the winds of adversity blow, your grace is sufficient for us. When the winds of adversity blow, your grace is sufficient for us. When the winds of adversity blow, your grace is sufficient for us. Your power is made perfect in our weakness. Therefore, we're going to boast on you, Jesus. We're going to boast on you, mighty God. We're going to boast more gladly in our weaknesses. We're going to boast in what we're not. We're going to boast in who you are are so that the power of Christ may rest upon us. For when we are weak, then we are strong. When the winds of adversity blow and our knees feel feeble, when we feel like we can't keep going forth, you will pick us up and carry us if you have to, when we keep our eyes on you. So this battle that we're in, this adversity that we're facing, I thank you, Lord, that you will be with us just like you were with Moses. You will be with 
with us, just like you were with Joshua. You will be with us, just like you were with David. You will be with us, just like you were with Paul. And you have commanded us to be strong and courageous, not to be frightened, not to be dismayed. For the Lord our God is with us wherever we go. You are with us. You are Emmanuel. Despite the winds of adversity, you're still seated on the throne. Ain't no wind going to blow you off your throne. And we are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus even now. So we are secure. We've run into your name to find safety. We will find favor and good success in the sight of God and man. We will trust you with all of our heart and lean not on our own understanding. We will acknowledge you and you will make our path straight. We will be sober-minded. We will be watchful because our adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour, but we will take courage. We will not let our hands be weak and we will be rewarded for our work. We will gather the spoils of war. Oh, the winds of adversity, they come long and they come strong in some seasons, but you are the God of our seasons. Our times are in your hands. So we stand fast. We stand fast. We remain steadfast under trial because we know that when we stand the test, when we pass the test, we will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who loved him. So thank you, Lord. We love you. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. He will wipe away every tear from our eyes, collect them in a bottle and restore us, comfort us. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you comfort us in our affliction so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. Lord, help us. Help us to keep standing against the temptation, the winds of adversity. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Fight for us, God. Help us, God. Show us, God. Lead us, God. Help us, God. Help us, God. Help us, God. And I know that you will. And we will not fear because we know that you are with us. We will not be dismayed because you are our God. You will strengthen us. You will help us. You will uphold us with your righteous right hand. So we praise you and we honor you. We adore you. We exalt you. We magnify you over the winds of adversity because although they may blow, your Holy Spirit wind blows over our lives, blows away the residue of pain, blows away the residue of defeat, blows away everything that hinders love so that we can see you rightly and walk rightly in your kingdom, armored up, victorious, overcomers, in the name of Jesus, amen and amen. Hey, Jesus, 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 we exalt you. We exalt you. Oh, winds of adversity, where are you now? Jesus. Come on, that's how you got to stand in adversity. That's how you do it. That's one way you do it. That's how I do it. Maybe some of you do it some other way. That's how I do it. I pray my way through. I declare my way through. I decree my way through. I don't stop in the middle and lick my wounds. I fall down sometimes, but I get back up and keep on marching toward the victory line. Jesus, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Guys, share this quickly with somebody. 
Share it on your timeline. Share it via Twitter. I see you Instagram. I see you TikTok. I see you Clubhouse. Ping, poke, prod. Do what you got to do. Let's get some more people in here because this is a warfare kind of day. And we're going to pray to destroy these daring demons. And I need everybody on one accord, everybody fully on board, and share this quickly in the name of Jesus. We're going to go higher. I I prophesy. Jesus. We want to pray today about destroying daring demons. Now, we can't really destroy the demon. We can destroy the works of those demons. There are some demons that are especially daring. They're especially boastful. They don't think that you can do a thing about it. (laughs) They think they can do what they want in your life, and you are just somehow too ignorant or too, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Timid. Or to, what's the word I'm looking for? They feel maybe that you're not strong enough. These daring demons will test you. You know how a two-year-old will test your resolve? You know, a two or three-year-old, they'll test your resolve. They'll nag you and nag you and nag you to, to see until you put your foot down. That's how some of these daring demons are. They're audacious. They're courageous and they shouldn't be because they're defeated. But if you don't know that, if you don't know who you are, if you don't know how to fight, if you don't know how to deal with the demons that are dealing with you, if you don't get bold in who you are because the Lord's back, if you don't understand these things, these daring demons will come in like a flood and trip you up. You got to get some apostolic grit. You got to get some boldness. You got to get some courage. You can't back down from a fight. To the victor goes the spoils. Jesus. These demons are brazen. They're brash. They're gutsy. (laughs) They've got nothing to lose. Their time is short. They have a set period of time that we don't know. Only God knows when Jesus is coming back to steal, kill, and destroy. So they're very serious about their ministry. And we need to be so too. Here's a scripture. Psalm 12. Verses three and four, Psalm 12, verses three and four. May the Lord cut off their flattering lips and silence their boastful tongues. They say we will lie in our to our heart's content. Our lips are our own. Who can stop us? And that's the line where I want you to focus on. Who can stop us? Some of these demons that are attacking you, they're just convinced that you can't stop them. That's how deceived they are. They're deceived, see? That's how bold they are. That's how aggressive they are. That's how audacious they are. That's how shameless they are. That's how imprudent they are. And you need to put your foot down. When you put your foot down, God will put his foot down. So let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we repent for any way in which we have tolerated daring demons. They dared to defy your word in our midst. They've dared to defy your promises that you made to our hearts. They've dared to come against the prophetic words that were spoken over our lives. They've dared to try to destroy our marriages. They've dared, these daring demons, they're so audacious. They've dared to woo our children out of the will of God. They've dared to try to steal our promotion that you promised us. They've dared to try to turn our lives upside down. They're daring demons. 
Who do they think they are? They're not children of God. They have no authority in our lives unless they give it, unless we give it to them. So we repent for any way in which we have ceded our authority to the wicked one. Any way in which we have sinned in your presence and opened a door to the enemy in our lives. Help us, Lord. Forgive us. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness in the name of Jesus. Now, Father, make us brave. Give us courage. Help us to find the confidence that we need to stand against these daring demons who intimidate. They threaten us. They prophesied to us just like Goliath prophesied to David, prophesied his death, prophesied his doom. Help us, Lord, when we hear the threats of the wicked one, the vain imaginations coming against our mind. Help us, Lord, to lift up our shield of faith and quench those fiery darts instead of coming into agreement with the enemy's plans, God. Help us to come into agreement with your plan. How can two walk together unless they are agreed? So we agree with your leadership and we disagree and disavow every and all agreements and covenants with wicked spirits in the name of Jesus. They came to us when we were vulnerable. They lied us to us and sold us a bill of goods. We signed the package with the words of our mouth because we spoke the enemy's will when we should have been speaking God's will. So Father, we're done with that. We will not be fooled again. Help us to see through the enemy's plots and plans. These daring demons, they're insidious, they're audacious, they're courageous, they're gallant. They're confident, they're dauntless, they're enterprising, they're creative. They find a, a way to catch us at the right time. <laughs> they're brash, they're gutsy. Would you help us to be as bold as the demons are that are coming against us? Not bold in our own self, not strong in our own self, but strong in you and the power of your might, leaning completely on you and what you've promised that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Would you help us to actually believe that? Help us, Lord, help us to be forceful in the spirit because the kingdom of God suffers violence and the violent take it by force. Help us, Lord, help us, Lord, help us, Lord, help us, Lord, to manifest boldness. Help us, Lord, to be strong, to, to be unmovable, to be unshakable. Help us, Lord. Give us courage like you did Joshua. You told him to be strong and courageous. So I know when you told him that, you gave him courage. You gave him grace to obey your command because you would never tell him to be strong and courageous if you weren't going to help him to be strong and courageous. So we ask you today to help us to be strong and courageous because there are giants in our land. There are daring demons that are seeking to steal, kill, and destroy in our lives. And we must take a stand, a long-term stand, not for five minutes until we get tired, but a long-term stand. Sometimes, Lord, we have to stand long and stand strong. Like David in the wilderness, he ran and he hid and he ran and he hid and he fought and he warred and he ran and he hid. It was a long battle. These were daring demons. These were audacious, uh, sinister spirits. These were not 
your agents of destruction, but the enemy's agents of destruction. So help us, Lord, not to mistake the hand of the enemy for your hand because we feel guilty or ashamed or not good enough. Help us, Lord, to see the attack for what it is. An enemy exposed is an enemy defeated. Help us to see the demon powers that are coming against us so we can identify them by name, call them out, cast them out, force them out, push them out in the name of Jesus so that we can stand and withstand seeing the salvation of our God, seeing the glorious, victorious warrior God, representing him rightly in the earth as victorious, as overcomers, as history makers in the name of Jesus. We praise your name because you are worthy and you are an audacious God. You are magnanimous. You are adventurous. You are strong. You are mighty. You are holy. So we lean into you, all that you are and all that you have done for us. We lean into it and we say we shall not be moved. And you are our God. So we exalt you over the warfare. We exalt you over every issue. We exalt you over every problem. We exalt you over every daring demon. Once and for all, we will not listen to those voices. We will listen to your voice because you are the God who loves us. And we thank you. We praise you. We honor you and we adore you in Jesus name. Amen. And amen. Come on. How you doing today? You doing good. You got to get bold, man. Bold doesn't always mean loud. I'm not against getting loud. We get loud sometimes in spiritual warfare, but it's not because the devil's deaf. It's because of the aggression. It's because of the fervency. A fervent spirit is sometimes a loud spirit. Of course, you can be fervent and quiet too. When you're in the midst of the battle, sometimes you get loud. It's not that you have to scream at devils. Some people think that because they scream at the devil, they have, that, that represents authority. I've known Christians who scream at the devil, but they don't know who they are. So all they're doing is making their warfare worse because they're trying to be brave and show bravado. And they're screaming at the devil. And it's not doing a bit of good because they don't know who they are. If you don't know who you are, you can't release the fullness of the authority God has given you. Because what happens is you don't know who you are. You start screaming at the devil, making a show of it. Then the devil comes and hits you back because you don't know who you are. You don't know how to deal with the retaliation. You don't know how to overcome what just happened. And you're reeling. You're reeling from the backlash. Please get equipped in spiritual warfare. If I could tell you how much more warfare is going to come, the closer and closer we get to Christ's return, to Christ's second coming, the closer and closer we get. This is biblical. Go read the book of Revelation. As we get closer to Christ's return, the warfare is only going to increase. <laughs> it's not going to become less. It's going to become more. And you need to learn how to fight. How much have you lost at the hand of the enemy? Some things that you can't even get back. What would you pay if to get those things back? The problem is you can't buy it back. That's the thing. Some things the devil steals from you. If you allow him to steal them from you, you can't get that same thing back. God is good and he'll turn what the enemy meant for harm into something good. But why go through all that grief and pain? Why go through that humiliation and shame? Why go through all that loss and, and, and upset? Why? 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 If God wants to take something away, that's fine. But I don't want to let the enemy take anything from me. I don't want to have to pray and sit and wait for vindication and restoration. I would rather just walk in victory. And you guys, you need to get equipped. Seriously, you need to get equipped. 
If you've not taken my school of spiritual warfare, if you've not taken the nocturnal warfare class, if you've not taken or read my books on spiritual warfare, you need to get equipped at heart. I am a prayer warrior that at heart, that's the baseline. I've been called. I've been made. I've been called for war. I was born for adversity. Holy Spirit told me that many years ago. He said, you were born for adversity. Well, guess what that means? It means I have a lot of hard times. I have a lot of people coming against me. I have people that like to accuse me. I have people that like to verbally abuse me. I can't go on any social media platform without finding people that are that are coming against me. Oh, I don't like because you're rocking back. You know, somebody said yesterday, I mean, it almost made me laugh, except that I feel sorry for them. Oh, you, you rock back and forth in the prayer room. Your prayer was powerful, but you look autistic. Well, first of all, stop slamming autistic people. Autistic people don't, I mean, seriously, why slander autistic people while you're trying to slander me? So now you've got a double whammy. Now you've sown two bad seeds, right? Oh, the prayer is powerful, but you walking back and forth distracts me from what you're saying. Okay, well, you sit on a hard stool for three hours and see if maybe you don't move a little bit back and forth. So we deal with this all the time, but you deal with it too. You deal with it too. You deal with it too. And what you have to do is you have to bless those who curse you. But that's only a little tiny bit of warfare. What we're going to be coming into, you know, and then we're in a season of war right now, but what we're coming into, you know, in the days ahead is going to be even more. I'm telling you, it's going to get worse and worse. And I'm not prophesying negativity. I'm not prophesying negativity. Go read your Bible, man. Go look what it says. Evil men will, will wax worse and worse. Go read the Bible. It's going to get worse the deeper we go into the end times. It's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. But you can be prepared. You don't have to fall to the hand of the enemy. You don't have to let him steal, kill, and destroy. You don't have to let him get the upper hand. You don't have to let him beat you up and beat you down. You don't have to let him set you up and set you back. You don't have to. You can get equipped. <laughs> Listen, we're all going to face adversity. We're all going to have issues that we have to deal with, battles, demons. It's part of it, man. Jesus had battles. <laughs> John the Baptist had battles. He lost his head. Come on. God is good. Keep dropping those hashtags. God is good. Take some of my spiritual warfare training over there at schoolofthespirit.tv. Get into that nocturnal warfare course or take individual classes. I've got five years of spiritual warfare. I've got 60 or 70 individual classes. Pick your topic, man. What you're dealing with at the moment. Get equipped. Get equipped, get equipped. How much did not getting that job promotion cost you because the enemy stole it because he caused one of your coworkers to tell a lie about you and your boss gave it to somebody else. How much did that cost you? $10,000, $20,000 a year. How much did that cost you? How much did that divorce cost you? Because the enemy came in like a flood and ruined your marriage, all the, the attorney's fees and all the pain in your heart. How much did that cost you? Think about it. Invest in your victory, you know? Man, I've got a lot of books out there. There's, there's, you know, 15, 20 years of knowledge on how to fight demons in some of these books that you can read in two hours. You don't have to go through some of the stuff I went through. You don't have to. We're all going to go through stuff. But some of this stuff, man, if you learn how to learn how to fight, you wouldn't have to go through some of this stuff. God is good. He is good. The devil's bad. He's real. Amen. Invest in your victory. That sound, sounded good, didn't it, Annette? Kimberly Dimmick, that sounded good, didn't it? Invest in your victory. Amen. You know, pastor is not called to do all your fighting for you. 
Pastors call to teach you how to fight. And of course, pastors got to pray for you. Invest in your victory. That was good. So check that out, guys, over there at schoolofthespirit.tv. Learn how to fight, man. You'll be a punching bag till you learn how to fight. And even when you know how to fight, you're still warfare. Even when you know how to fight, you're still going to get you know blindsided sometimes because we're not perfect. But it's better to know how to fight. You know, people take self-defense lessons in the natural, right? They take karate or tai, taekwondo or Shaolin or whatever. And all that's rooted in, you know, demonic stuff anyway. People take self-defense lessons in the natural. But remember that little old lady in War Room when the guy came in the parking lot and tried to steal her purse? She didn't take no taekwondo. Remember that movie, The War Room? She said, in the name of Jesus, back up. Because she understood that we're not wrestling against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness and spiritual wickedness in the high places. She understood that. And I'm not against self-defense. You want to take a self-defense class? That Go take a self-defense class. But why do we invest in taking our kids to karate and letting them get demons on them from all these spirits that are floating around all these martial arts? But we don't, we don't, we don't learn how to fight in the spirit. Oh, Jesus. Why is that? Why is that? Because we don't have a revelation of how real the spiritual war is and that everything that happens in the natural happens in the spirit first. And if we knew that, we'd get serious about spiritual warfare and go on the offense instead of waiting until after we're slammed and trying to pick up the pieces in the midst of the shock and the trauma and try to swing our sword when we can barely stop crying. Amen. God has given you the victory, but you have to enforce it. Yes, God will fight for you sometimes, but he's already defeated death, hell, and the grave. He already defeated the principalities and the powers. He's made you an enforcer in the earth. You have to enforce the victory. You are supposed to occupy till he comes. You are supposed to preach the gospel. You are supposed to wage a good warfare with the prophetic words spoken over your life, 1 Timothy 1.18. You are supposed to fight the good fight of faith. You are supposed to stand and withstand in the evil day. And when you've done all, you're supposed to stand. You're supposed to take up the whole armor of God. You're supposed to cast down imaginations. These are things that you are supposed to do. Nobody can do that for you but you. And until you learn how to fight, you're going to keep getting more because you're an easy target if you don't know how to fight. Think about the scrawny kid. This is like a, a TV trope. Think of the scrawny kid, you know, and, and the bullies always pick on him because he's a scrawny little nerdy kid. And what does he do? He finally gets enough of it. He goes to the gym. He gets buff. He drinks some protein drinks and he comes back and he whips that bully's butt. The devil's a bully. Your strength comes from the Lord. But you get that strength from spending time with him, from prayer, through study of the word. And guess what? Yes, from resistance. Resistance makes you stronger. The resistance makes you stronger. The resistance makes you stronger. We don't like the resistance, but it makes you stronger. I work out here. I, have, I work out with weights. Listen, your muscles have to rip in order to rebuild and grow. It makes you stronger. Sometimes things have to come against, the Lord will allow things to come against you sometimes to make you stronger. The Lord left giants in the land, in the promised land, so that future generations of Israelites would learn how to fight. When Joshua died, there were still ites in the promised land. He, God, the scripture says he did that so future generations would learn how to fight. We have to learn how to fight. We have to learn how to fight. 
We have to learn how to fight. Sunday morning is not enough, especially most churches aren't even teaching about spiritual warfare. Amen. So get on over there, guys, if it's going to help you and take some of my my spiritual warfare training at schoolofthespirit.tv or get some of my books or take the individual classes. Do something, man. I'm telling you, the what? don't come back to me, you know, oh, six weeks from now, three months from now, you know, crying and moaning and groaning and say, well, you didn't tell me. I'm telling you now. The warfare is just going to get worse and worse. There's seasons of war and seasons of rest. I don't mean it's constant every day, but here's the reality. We are in a war. I'll never forget. I'll always remember when the Lord said that to me. I must have been, I don't know, four, five, six years old in the Lord. And I was a freelance journalist. And man, all hell was breaking loose against me. And it was so bad. I didn't even, I, I didn't even know what to do. I mean, I was doing what I knew to do. And I would go put on praise music real loud and just jump around and dance and sing and praise because I didn't know what else to do. You know, I didn't know how to fight. My, my only weapon was praise. And that's a good weapon. That's a good weapon. But that's not the only weapon. <laughs> that's a good weapon. And I remember the Lord said to me, he said, you are in a war. And I thought to myself, what do you mean I'm in a war? It's it, You're always in a war. The war, the warfare or the season of war or the attacks may cease temporarily. But the reality is you are a soldier in the army of Christ. You are in a war. You are. You have to be battle ready to be deployed at any moment. There's an epic war going on right before our eyes. It's epic. It's an epic war for the souls of mankind. It's epic. We have to understand the reality and not be afraid of it. We're in a war, man. And there's seasons of war, seasons of rest. Solomon had rest from all his enemies. Sometimes if we have rest for too long, we end up in sin like Solomon. He had done everything right and he had a time of rest. Same with David. He's up on the on the roof, taking a nap, going up on the roof, gazing out at Bathsheba. And that's how he fell. He was supposed to be on the battle line fighting with Joab and Uriah the high tide. He was supposed to be out on the battle line fighting. He wasn't fighting. He got tempted and he lost his firstborn son because of it. And the, the sin rippled through his family line from that point forward, just like the Lord said it would. You got to learn how to fight. Guys, get on over there to schoolofthespirit.tv and take some of my spiritual warfare classes. Schoolofthespirit.tv slash warfare school, or there's other stuff on there. There's the nocturnal warfare class. But here's the thing. If you're all messed up and you got hurts and wounds and you haven't healed, it's harder to fight. This is why you'll notice the teachings that I'm offering you are teaching you what you need to know in a season. That's why I'm doing this, the, the course on deliverance from family wounds, because when you're wounded, it's harder to fight. I'm not saying you can't fight. I'm saying it's harder to fight. Think about a soldier that's wounded on the battlefield. Maybe they got shot in the leg. So they're limping around on one leg and they're still trying to fight because they're in the fight of their lives and they have to fight, but they're not as effective. They can't run as fast. You tracking with me? You tracking with me today? Check it out. School of the Spirit TV slash warfare school. Amen. We're in a battle. I don't mean to believe. I'm not trying to scare you. You don't have to be scared. The only reason you'd have to be afraid is if you don't know how to fight. <laughs> and God is gracious. He's merciful. I really, truly believe that he holds back so much that if, if, if he wasn't holding back, we would just be in constant battle. He, he, he doesn't allow certain things. Angels are on assignment in our life. He, angels camp around us. 
when we fear him. Amen. We can run into his name and be safe. So there's all kinds of tactics of spiritual warfare. I believe he holds back so much. I believe he holds back so much. I believe he holds back so much. I really do. Otherwise, I don't think we, we you know, we'd be, be in constant battle. Like we are in a war, but we'd just be constantly fighting. God is good all the time, all the time. God is good. Guys, join me at Awakening House of Prayer in South Florida. If you're in South Florida, check it out. If you're not, watch online at ahop.online. Remember also the Global Prophetic Center, globalpropheticcenter.com. Globalpropheticcenter.com. I just put the link in. The Elijah Company is coming up soon. And like every time I do it, I think maybe I'm not going to do this again. And I might stop doing it. I don't, and I'm not just saying that, like, because it takes so much out of me. It's so rewarding. But I mean, I'm empty, empty, empty when I get done. It takes so much out of me. And usually there's people there that uh, end up getting offended because they can't handle the true prophetic. The, the anointing on the office of a prophet is different. It's bold sometimes. Look at Jesus. Look at John the Baptist. Look at the Old Testament prophets. Look at, look at the, re, I'm reading the book of Amos right now. And I mean, man, this dude, I mean, he didn't have nothing good to say. All, you know, so many of today's prophets, it's all fluff and it's all puff. And God always has good, something good to say, but sometimes he has stuff to say that we don't like. And unfortunately, people get offended at that. They, they get offended when a prophet tells them something they don't like. Why? Because they're used to the pillow prophets who prophesy nothing but prosperity and pleasure. And that's a problem. Amen. And God's not mad and he's not mean. But sometimes we need to understand where we've fallen short of the grace of God, repent and come up higher so that we can be successful in the kingdom for his glory. Amen. 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 So check that out at globalpropheticcenter.com. Many people aren't used to the true office of the prophet. They're sitting under these, you know, pillow prophets, prosperity prophets, popcorn prophets. <laughs> so they don't understand the weight of the true office. Read the, re listen, read the Old Testament. Look at the prophets in the Old Testament. Look at John the Baptist. Look at Jesus. Look at Agabus. And you tell me if you think that, that, uh, is that what prophetic ministry should look like? Or should it look like, you know, just prophesying what people want to hear? Make that decision before you saw, before you apply. Amen. Because it's serious, man. Can you imagine standing on judgment day and as a, as someone who calls themselves a prophet and all you ever did was prophesy prosperity, pillows, promotions, you know, all good stuff that people wanted to hear. And you, you were never willing to share the hard word because you didn't want the persecution. You were never willing to share the hard word or confront sin because you wanted to have a, a successful ministry and have the, I mean, you know, you'll still get saved. Can you imagine having an answer to the Lord for that? Amen. Amen. If your ears are itching, false prophets will tickle them. I said, if your ears are itching, false prophets will tickle them. Amen. God is good. <laughs> we're all in the New Testament right now. So we're, we're, we're called to be New Testament prophets. 
if we're called as prophets. Amen. But that doesn't mean that the Lord did away with that boldness of the Old Testament prophet. I got to go, guys. Love you so much. Keep in mind what I said. Get trained in spiritual warfare, please. How much is it worth to you? Invest in your victory. <laughs> because when you're sitting there licking your wounds, you'd have been like, you know what? I, I wish I'd have spent 20 bucks on that book. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? God is good. I love you so much. Share this before you get off today. Have a breakthrough day.